1: This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 26th in the year of our Lord 2024. This is our one of two and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers, using the supreme law of the land with all of its checks and balances. Brilliant, to say the least. That is the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That's our guide, ladies and gentlemen. we got a lot of work to do. I'll tell you what, it's being literally under siege from even supposedly our friends sad to say but welcome to the broadcast hope you had a delightful god family country style weekend dr scott bradley's with me freedomsrisingsun.com welcome sir well good morning sam and good morning to everyone uh starting a new week it's a fresh
2: one make it a good one
1: a lot of people are feeling like hey you know what it was so warm over the weekend man it's going to be awesome but man the cold's coming again
2: well, it is still winter, I mean you know be be yeah, real good point. With yourself yeah. i mean That's yeah, right. I mean here we a lot got of people are thinking it's uh,
1: over, and I'm thinking you know what we've usually had uh even a March and April snowstorms, right
2: well, absolutely, and uh the country I'm in right now, I've been in snowstorms in June and July, so uh i mean um, the the winter settles in sometimes, and it's a hard time getting it to let go of its grip, you know, so I heard uh, that are you still you on the road, what? yep. Uh, but it is wow, what it okay. is.
1: You got a little better See, mic today than you had last time. That's good news.
2: Well, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, you don't want to sound any worse than I always do anyway. You know, you got to <laughs> enhance whatever you can. Uh, I was in Las Vegas once, and kind of a small – it wasn't as small. It was probably three or 400 in the room. But there was a uh, a performer that uh, was making her initial reentry into the uh, show biz, and uh, she was singing for us, and uh, boy, a man alive! There's, I mean, you know, the, you know those mixing boards. You're well familiar with them, I'm sure, Sam. But, uh, but uh, you know, they sweeten their sound a little bit here and there and everywhere. And uh, you know, you need to maybe do that with me. But boy, a man alive! She let her sound guy have it. I mean, I saw uh, a diva meltdown on stage when her sound guy, in her mind didn't keep her sounding as sweet as she thought she should you know and to me that's a that's a little bit of trickery it's almost like using cg in uh, movies to create all of the special effects when it's all green screen and you know artificial everything you know and you say wow what happened to all the talent you know
1: but yeah, we haven't shocking. been putting auto-tuning on Dr. Bradley, ladies and gentlemen. We probably ought to start applying the auto-tuning and applying the... Maybe. No, we we just... Look, we don't even have delays on our broadcast, Dr. Bradley. I mean, we have delays because streaming and streaming initiates delays, but what I mean is they usually in radio stations have a delay, where if you swear, if you cough or whatever, I can press a button as the as the producer real quick, and it just dumps that audio like... Fast forwards two seconds or whatever else to skip that. And then the delay over time starts to build back up and stuff like that. We don't have any of those things on our on our broadcasts on purpose. And you say, well, Sam, isn't that an FCC concern? It is that people just go off and swear or do crazy stuff. Uh, but you know what? We don't we don't want to pay for that extra equipment. It complicates programming. It, it, it does a lot of things that we don't want. So, you know, we don't have, and we had a little bit of amplification on people's microphones and stuff like that. If people are kind of quiet or whatever, we try to make the levels as even as we can. But we don't have a lot of audio processing. We don't have a lot of, you know, we don't have auto-tune. We don't have, uh, you know, bass boost or anything like that. We don't have all that kind of stuff applied all the time. Once in a while, we do a little bit of um, equalization based on uh, if something doesn't sound as, you know, clean as it should. We try to, you know, clean it up and make the audio better in terms of uh you know just clarity but other than that we don't really try to enhance much dr brother you hear us really as we are with background noise of rooms and people and places and things and i mean it's as real as it gets on the radio with us my friend
2: well it is what it is and i think that we live in a uh, a kind of airbrush tele- society yeah we do and and it's like that yes, uh, pat shannon book the everything they ever told me was a lie uh, I mean, you know, there's so much of what happens now, and AI is going to exacerbate that problem dramatically. I fear, and, uh, and, and yeah, now you know, know that the... I
1: cloned my voice and started out my Tech Tech Watch Radio Show with a cloned version of myself, right? To make the point. Did you? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I did when that did... to highlight and teach people what's going on. Pretty soon they'll when be able to pretend happen? they're Sam Bushman and they're not. Oh, a month or a couple months ago.
2: Oh no, I, I missed yeah, that. Were? Well, I'm
1: pretty caught up on this stuff, people.
2: We can go fishing the rest of our lives and not have to worry about it because AI is going to watch out for us. What do you think? That's right.
1: All it's got to do is just tap the Founding Father-esque viewpoint, tap the framework around the Federalist Papers, Anti-Federalist Papers, plug the Constitution and give it a a real set of data and then just let it rip, huh?
2: Well, my real concern, though, honestly, is everything I've ever experienced as I've examined AI and its uh, production is that it kind of takes a composite, if you will, or some kind of rolling together of Of the things that are out there in in the world in the in the network, and so so fabrications occur based upon the higher incidence of falsehood that 's out there and I may not be explaining that very well, but I get very, no, you're very exactly concerned. right
1: in other words, it can only draw on what sphere it sees, and the more lies in the sphere that it references, the more lies it will tell
2: and I think that honestly that 's kind of i mean you look back the last four years. Lies, more, lies and more darned lies to, you know, kind of change the statement by Mark Twain. Um, and I was thinking about that this morning, about how overwhelming, I mean, whether it was your religious leader, your political leader, whether it was a media mogul, whether it was a news talking head, whether it was a so-called scientist, everything that was stated was a spewed marketing Slogan. That's all it was. Was a marketing slogan, and uh, yeah. Have you seen the the article,
1: Dr. Bradley? Not to interrupt, but have you seen the article where we told it to write an article in the style of Sam Bushman and what it came back with?
2: I didn't see that. Okay, I'm going to send this to you right now,
1: so you can read this. But we just said, hey, we want you to write an article in the style of Sam Bushman because we wanted to see one. Does it know who Sam Bushman is first of all? Or does it get mixed up with somebody else? Or does it not know or whatever? And how good would it be? And, buddy, it absolutely wrote an article as if I wrote it.
2: Well, what was your general take on it?
1: In terms of my view of how good it was?
2: Yeah. I mean, did it, oh, it, was did incredible. it reflect you?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. <sighs> Half of it were words and stuff from my show, which means they're well, archiving that? and keeping track of all the different things that I say and do, and they're <laughs> translating into text so that it can, the bots can pull it and use it and everything else and it was literally well, spot on you'll see i'll send it to you you can see it on okay,
2: the okay here okay here's the deal though sam there's a lot of other people that are out there that mention sam bushman uh, in a more derogatory or you know destructive or critical or whatever you want to call it uh kind of scheme of things and pretty soon i'm assuming there's going to be a preponderance or at least a great deal of information and evidence That makes Sam sound like he's really pretty off the wall and he's thinking for death, destruction, sedition and rebellion and hateful stuff. And pretty soon, maybe you could come out like you were, you know, a modern day Adolf Hitler in English. You're right.
1: They're going to do that. They just haven't done that yet. Right now, it's just pulling from the treasure trove of what's been built up over the last many years. The tweaking, the manipulating, the, the, the... denying of real information and the inserting of other it's going to be they're going to build more and more and more guardrails and rules around what it will deliver but listen here's the headline that it wrote just to give you an illustration you ready I'm liberty
2: listening.
1: the cornerstone of our republic that's the headline that it wrote well, and it ends by saying this the united states remind remains a shining beacon of liberty for generations to come that's how it ends And I just sent it to you so you can see it. But I'm just telling you that you're exactly right. Right now what we have is we have whatever the net reflects is what it delivers. And so it's pretty honest right now because there's a lot of honesty out there, especially when it comes to, say, a Sam Bushman or whatever else. But you watch. They will eventually build filters and build tweaks and rules and guidelines and this and that, and, you know, they'll replacement words. Whatever Sam says republic, they'll make it say democracy. And now Sam's promoting a democracy, even though he's really, of course, never doing that and not willing. Okay, I call even people out on the air when they say it's a democracy, even running the risk of offending somebody. But I do it because I want them to understand they can't continue to repeat that lie. It's not what we have. It's not what we defend. It's not what we believe in at all. Founding fathers did not want a democracy at all. Oh, and then they always go back and they go, well, Sam, we have uh, democratic principles. Well, of course we do. We have a lot of principles when when partially delivered as part of the discussion it makes sense we have some democratic principles but when you take these principles to extreme the democratic idea or some of these others then they run off the rails fast the founders tempered the democratic principles with other principles right we have a unique form of government that's never been tried in the history of the world we need to kind of understand that anyway i'm digressing except i want people to understand they'll just replace certain words Right. So when Sam says, hey, the First Amendment, we have a right to peacefully assemble. They'll say Sam says we have the right to riot or Sam says we have the right to um, protest. Well, now I said the right to peacefully assemble. And the reason I use that. Go ahead and skip the break. And the reason I said that instead of um, protest is because it doesn't say you have the right to protest. It says you have the right to peacefully assemble, doctor. We can play games. But what they're doing is moving the needle more and more and more. Um, Away from what I said, what the founding fathers said, what the real belief and understanding ought to be to what they want it to be, which is, hey, you know, you can get as close to rioting in the streets as you want and you're fine. Um, You know, and if you're really a bad guy, you can riot in the streets and you're okay if you're carrying the ball for the agenda of the deep state, whereas peacefully assemble is a whole different topic and discussion. Uh, Anyway, I I digress, except for they're going to tweak these bots over time to do exactly what you're pointing out, I promise you.
2: Well, and that's why I sound maybe perhaps like a a bit of a broken record when I say our Constitution is written in plain English, and those words have meanings. Those meanings may be known, and they may only be the meanings that they were in the day they were said. So here's the problem. That's not the only problem, but it's one of the problems, is that they say, oh, well, yeah, well, they said republic in those days, but but in a a modern usage is democracy. Bravo, Sierra people. The Founding Fathers never, ever, ever, not once, ever promoted democracy. And the fact of the matter is, when we say the Democratic-Republican Party, they never used that term. When Washington was president and uh, Thomas Jefferson was the Secretary of State, uh, we had uh, Citizen Jeannette come from from France, and he went about the country uh, promoting uh, Democratic-Republican clubs and societies. Washington and Jefferson absolutely went ballistic over it. They they let it publicly be known. Those clubs shriveled up and died and blew away in the wind. But the fact of the matter is, as people today say, well, yeah, but in modern usage, no. If you read the, f- the Federalist Papers, beginning with Federalist Paper 1, interspersed throughout a great many of them, it's not in every single one, but a great many of them, and ending with the 85th Federalist Paper, they say specifically, this is a republic if, if it is not and this Constitution is not a republic, you must reject the Constitution. And the intent of the Federalist Papers was to get the Constitution ratified. You know, 1787, 88. okay? Here's the deal. It's absolutely unequivocal, and those that state otherwise are simply lying well they're ignorant deceived well they're they're lying
1: lying. or they're ignorant because a lot of people i believe don't intentionally do it when you call them on the carpet they readily agree they're like yeah you know what you're right but and then they try to you know they don't want to get schooled on the air and so they kind of back into this this point the problem is they continue to use it and the sad part about it is it will change the understanding those little replacement words can mean a whole bunch of difference i'll give you an example let's say that i say we promote god family and country And we protect life, liberty, and property on this program. That's who we are. That's what we do. That's our agenda. And then pretty soon it's going to be Sam's, in the name of religious liberty, he's an enemy to freedom because he thinks God is above government. Oh, yeah, that's what they're talking about right now. Did you know that? They're literally calling people, Christians, out because they believe that God is sovereign uh, above government. How dare us, see? And then they'll back into this. See, Sam's a God zealot. He believes in family, which means he hates all the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, whatever. He hates all those people. He's, he's you know, a bigot, a, a phobic bigot or bigot, a homophobic, whatever phobic bigot is what he is. And, okay, and then country, and they'll say, see, he thinks America should be first. Uh, he's, he's like a racist, like the founding fathers were. See, and they'll back into this whole thing, and just a few slight manipulations makes that case of dishonesty. And, that, and that's really what they're going to be doing with this whole um, A.I. capability. They're going to you think 1984 was a good book back in the day? Eh, this is on steroids, doctor, because now they'll back into deep fakes and audio and video and everything else to make their points.
2: Well, there's no question that that's happening.
1: It's interesting to me that you
2: talk about uh, religious liberty. Of course, you know, you read the Constitution. There's no religious test. But there certainly is an exclusionary clause, and the idea of a government being precluded from interfering with religion and keeping us from being able to have it in the marketplace and everything we do, that's a very modern perversion. But it's interesting that Thomas Jefferson was probably, and you'd say, oh, no, he was a humanist. He was some kind of a deist. Not even. Or something, uh, not in the he was probably one of the greatest in in modern vernacular religious bigots there was and you say oh that's horrid no it isn't he wrote the religious liberties act of uh virginia which was passed in 1786 and i mean he'd been trying for years to get it done anyway he um he wrote about uh errors made because of religious misinterpretation that is crime let's take for example honor killings okay uh that's wrong if or or leads... manipulation
1: of people's genitals, uh, which the Muslims used to do, and we used to be say it was it was horrible and speak out against it now we're doing the same thing, but under a different lie well
2: they're still doing it but but the people in the the mainstream you know lame brain kind of approach to things they're the ones that are actually doing the the most maximum genital mutilization that can be done. And so so anyway, Jefferson said, no, you can't exercise things in the name of religion and be free to do it if it's crime. And then he went on to talk about the purest doctrine that's been ever put forth in these matters was the doctrine of Jesus Christ. I mean, it's so interesting how they have taken this man and his magnificent principles and they've spun them out of control. And and by them, the crimes of the century are being exercised upon people today. You know, Josef Mengels, the guy, the, the uh, angel of death, uh, the Nazi that was the physician that did these horrific experiments on, on those that were unable to do, we're doing that in nations now with a death Big time. Because of Big the COVID time. con. And, and, it's and all even though done, they've been
1: exposed, they doubled down on this agenda. They still
2: are. There's
1: no question.
2: It's absolutely astounding to me how we have adopted, adapted, and embraced the false philosophies of men and devils that for so long time were rejected. And, and you know, it's satanic what's happening on it this is. land now. And, it's just tragic. And you
1: have demonic responses in people related to it. I mean, I remember when they were talking about the pro-life agenda in Congress and stuff, and these people would go in and just shrieking demons would try to be opposing them and stuff like that. You see it everywhere. But look, even simple things. I'll give you an example. Ronna McDaniel now officially is going to step down on the 8th right after Super Tuesday. She officially announces her resignation as RNC chair. The Epoch Times uh, with that headline. Now, they're saying Donald Trump's criticism and Donald got her out of there. I don't see it that way. Vivek Ramaswamy, literally in the campaign stage, started this movement to get rid of Verona McDaniels. Now you can say, well, Trump and Vivek are working together. Maybe, who knows, I don't know. All I know is Vivek literally ripped her apart on the campaign stage, uh, in the debate stage. No one backed Vivek. They just kind of let their eyes roll like they were, oh my gosh, how dare he. And now Trump's getting all the credit for what Vivek literally started. Now they say, so she's stepping down because of Trump. And then Trump endorses two people, I guess, to replace her, Michael Watley as new RNC chair, Laura Trump as, quote, co-chair for the position. Now, I appreciate that, and, I mean, Donald can recommend whoever he wants to. You know, who would you have as, as the RNC chair? See, I'd just dissolve the party and shut the party down and say we don't need an RNC chair at all, if you ask me. Well, the Founding
2: Fathers certainly had a similar opinion about the dangers of parties. Last Thursday night on my webinar, that question came up about, uh, you know, the parties and where they came from, and it it was keyed by a a discussion that was initiated in regards to uh, Anti-Federalist paper number 10, because it mentions parties in somewhat of a favorable light, but really everything it does is dissuade people from a party if you read it carefully. But at any rate, I did a fairly detailed review, 15 minutes actually, about what the founders uh, really felt about parties. It's its a pretty – they were – They felt like
1: parties were going to be the destruction of the nation is what they felt.
2: Well, uh, the, and boy, the, how well, do we okay. see that come into fruition, <laughs> right? We do. Half the nation hates the other half. You look at the Congress, the House and the Senate. You look at the administration – You look at what a battle every time we have Supreme Court justices come up for nomination. It's a blue state, red state, everything, right? Religion against religion, race against race. We have men against women. We have labor against, uh, you know, man. Anyway, I'm giving Vivek some
1: credit for this, even though they say Donald gets all the credit. I'm not buying it. And that's what they're going to do, too. A lot of the good that we've done, they're going to give others the credit for. They're going to minimize us. They're going to shadow ban us. They're going to mock us. They're going to deep, deep fake us. It's going to go on and on and on. And on to where it's going to be hard to even trust anything, ladies and gentlemen. Write it down. Remember who's warning you first. All right, Donald well, Trump crushed. Go ahead, sir.
2: I was just going to say, we need to have a spiritual awakening within our own personal lives. We need to get Amen. close to to God and stay there. We need to get right with God. And you know what? All of this other stuff that's so bizarre going on right now, we've got to have the spiritual sensitivity to be able to uh, discern truth from error being deceived is going to be well 2nd Thessalonians chapter 2 talks about the uh, the strong delusions that'll descend upon the people in the in these end times and we have delusions galore and we've got to have a discerning spirit god gave you intelligence he gave you a mind use it stop listening to the talking heads the religious leaders that pervert everything the the political perverts, the minions of, of falsehood, you you can pick these out as easy as I can name them. But the fact of the matter is, we've got to have a discerning capability to recognize it. And you know what? I think that we're going to have to hold on to that solid, you know, in, in, there's a, uh, it's in the first chapter of John, if I recall correctly, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was That's God, right. and the Word was made God. I mean, it, he he be, he came among us. He was made flesh. Okay, go read that again. Who was that word? It was Christ. We've got to hang on to Christ. Yeah, in the the old days, in the
1: the Old Testament, the name was Jehovah, though. But
2: yes. Well, Sure, absolutely. But the fact of the matter is, this this idea that we hang on to the word, the word is Christ. And unless and until we can do that, we're going to be deceived to the nth degree. Anyway, I I digress from a subject you were trying to introduce, so I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: Donald Trump... uh, Crushed Nikki Haley in the CPAC straw poll over the weekend, 94% to 5%. Doctor, at the same time, they had the quote (laughs) primary for the home state for Nikki Haley, and she got smoked there too. Yeah, Donald Trump has sailed to victory in the first five contests, 60 to 40. Uh, Nikki Haley, not not with near the fight in her that she had before because she lost big, but she came out and she said, listen, 40% of the people may not be 50%. I get it, but 40% of the people is a lot, and I stand with the 40%. It's not like I got nothing. Well, she got 4% in the straw poll. Now, she got 40% in her home state. But the problem with that, doctor, is that Democrats are allowed to vote in that state. So primarily, the Democrats gave her enough mojo to, to still babble. Uh, suggesting that people are with her they're not they just voted against trump uh and and gave nikki they know that she has no chance but their goal is to kind of make things as difficult for donald as they can they're not nikki haley supporters per se and if they are uh, then shame on nikki of what she's embracing so she got beat really twice this weekend in the straw poll for CPAC and in her own home state big time and she's still placing or still wasting money by trying to stay in the race till Super Tuesday and beyond. Now, the Koch brothers basically pulled their cash and said, we're not going to fund Nikki anymore. Shame on the Koch brothers for funding her in the first place. Uh, then they had some um, VP picks. They they voted at the straw polls on VP picks, too. Who would be the best VP for the Donald? Haley wasn't there either. Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, along with Kristi Noem, tied for the top choice for the running mates uh, for CPAC. I'm not telling you that's what I think. I'm just telling you that's what CPAC says. Vivek Ramaswamy and Kristi Noem of uh, South Dakota were the top choices, if you will. They kind of tied for that. We'll get into a whole lot more because CPAC's got a low attendance, too. We'll talk about that coming up in seconds and the reasons why you are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Exposing
0: Corruption Exposing Corruption informing citizens pursuing liberty you're listening to liberty news radio
3: usa news i'm tim berg u.s led forces are launching another round of airstrikes against houthi rebels in yemen the u.s central command saying eight countries were involved in the weekend strikes on more than a dozen targets including underground weapons storage facilities Reaction is continuing to come in as former President Donald Trump was victorious in the South Carolina primary on Saturday, defeating former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley in her home state. The result in South Carolina inches a former president closer to a rematch with President Biden in the general election. Illinois Democratic Senator Tammy Duckworth joins ABC's This Week and says the choice is clear on who to vote for, while adding that the former president has been straightforward about what his intentions are in this campaign.
0: He's not running for president for the American people. He's not running for president to take care of working families. He's running for president for himself. That's all he wa- cares about every single day. President Biden, in contrast, gets up every day and works hard to protect the American people.
3: President Biden recently hosted some of the country's governors at the White House for their annual winter meeting. The president calling for less bitterness in politics and more bipartisanship. They also discussed the nation's pressing issues, including the southern border. Oklahoma Republican Governor Kevin Stitt joined Fox News and says the president has the tools that he needs to secure the southern border. There's certainly
1: a bipartisan effort right now. All the governors I talk to all know it's a problem, and we need solutions, and we know what those solutions are. It's really to remain in Mexico and secure the
3: southern border. The Midwest and East Coast are bracing for record temperatures this week. Forecasters saying temperatures could reach 40 degrees above normal in many areas through Wednesday. Thunderstorms are also expected in parts of the Midwest and South as a powerful low-pressure system sweeps across the country. This is USA News.
0: Attention, this is a public notice from the Social Security Disability Helpline. If you're one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, you may be eligible for disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right. If you suffer from physical or mental disability, whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied, we can help. We'll evaluate your situation and deal with Social Security on your behalf. Best of all, there's no fee until you receive your benefits. Remember, we only get paid if you win your case. There are many reasons and conditions that may make you eligible for disability benefits. Many of them you may not be aware of. So, if you're disabled and unable to work, call now to get started with your free, no-obligation consultation.
3: 800-362-9337 800-362-9337 That's 800-362-9337 This is a battle. A battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% ninety percent of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact
0: Second, education, conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission. morallaw.org.
1: Live and on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, folks. Look, the bottom line is, Vivek Ramaswamy isn't constitutionally qualified to be president. Kristi no,me is, but I don't believe that uh, we ought to take a good governor, or at least somewhat good governor. In, internally in the state, a lot of people say she's not that great. Publicly, nationally, she's got a pretty good, um, you know, people think she's great. I don't think, I would never pick a Christie. Uh, but I also think that at least she's constitutionally qualified. Vivek is not. Put Vivek somewhere else in the cabinet is my recommendation. But that's what the straw poll shows, that the uh, Vivek and, uh, you know, Kristen Elm would be the two best VP picks for the Donald. I don't agree with that. I've already given my picks plenty of times. But they also say this, alienation. CPAC struggles with low attendance in 2024. Now, they want you to believe that it's all because, A, everybody knows it's Donald's got the helm, he's got a chokehold on the Republican Party, and attendance is down because people just can't back the Donald. I don't believe that's the reason for the low attendance at all, Dr. Bradley. Uh, Let's talk about this. Why do you think the attendance is low? I'll give you my thoughts here in a second.
2: Well, I, I, I think a lot of people that would normally attend there think it's a foregone conclusion what's going to happen in terms of the election. But I think also there's, uh, you know, you mentioned the Koch brothers and their support of Nikki Haley, which is, you know, to me, it's it's a manifestation of what I've suspected for literally decades is uh, their political alignment is not uh, with the sound founding principles, but with the uh, establishment, deep state, uh, globalist kind of perspective. You know, they got a bazillion dollars and they're putting them where their money where their mouth is. And, and that's a, you know the question comes up is how's Nikki still in the race? Who's who's funding her? Well, we're starting to see that some people are pulling back their money. But in so many ways, she's like Jimmy Carter was. He couldn't have got reelected as governor in his Georgia state, and they make him president. You know, this is this is all smoke and mirrors. We talk about CG, and these computer-generated outcomes of things, uh, whether it's a, a a new hockey stick. Uh, computer program that talks about where we're going with global warming or whatever, you know. Oh, ain't it awful? We're all going to die. But but it's all generated out of uh, somebody's agenda. And so anyway, I I guess I, I have never, okay, this is me personally. A lot of people have thought it was pretty cool, but actually CPAC to me has been smoke and mirrors itself. It's been a uh, an organization that was there to beat the drum by—it's an echo chamber, and, um, and true, uh, shall we say, uh, candidates of principle are are really kind of shunted to the side. I mean, how much voice does a guy like a okay, a modern-day Ron Paul have there? You know, they have Mitt Romney speaking at them when he's in the ascendancy, and all this kind of stuff. It's. It's just however they want to play it. Yeah, it's a clown show. So I don't
1: believe it's Donald Trump at all. I agree with you that CPAC's been compromised from the get-go. It's supposedly the Christian kind of leadership idea and all that kind of stuff. But look, folks, the bottom line is it's a sham. You say, how do you know? All right, I'll give you an example. All right? Everyone in Washington, D.C., Dr. Bradley, knows that a warrantless mass surveillance program is unpopular... Among Americans, everybody in Washington, D.C. knows we the people don't want it. All right. But the deep state has been intimidating us with threats of boogeymen and everything else for decades on this issue. Uh, The Republicans passed it after 9-11 and codified it and gave it more and more legs and wings. And George Bush literally was a criminal and should have been prosecuted and impeached and everything else. But all they did was codify his agenda to spy on the American people. And it got worse and worse and worse and worse. Republicans are primarily responsible for this. Now, uh, they are literally um, taking this secret now. They're afraid of a clean vote on the floor to end the Surveillance Act 702. They're afraid of that. Well, now it turns out that House Republican leadership are the problem. Okay, Speaker Mike Johnson, Majority Leader Steve Scalise, uh, and Majority Whip Tom Emmer are all looking to sneak a long-term 702 FISA extension into a, quote, must-pass budget bill next week. So they're literally plotting behind the scenes to undermine what they know the American people don't want. Okay? They're trying to, we want them to stop 702, let it expire. Well, they're not. They're secretly pushing to make it happen. Now, think about those three top leaders in the Republican Party. We're not even talking about the clown uh, from Kentucky. What's that guy's name? You mean McDonald?
2: I mean, no, I mean, the clown
1: from, from Kentucky.
2: Oh, Kentucky.
1: He's the senator from Kentucky. I can't remember his name right now. Mitch McConnell is his name. Anyway, yeah. Mitt whacked that's out that's Mitch. Okay, that's not even counting Mitch. And, and, and okay, They've got so many clowns at the top of the Republican Party that are betraying us at every level. Okay? And that's the problem. Okay, They may even try to expand it, they now claim. Okay? Meaning expand FISA. And you look at that and you say, okay, what does that have to do with the, the, the CPAC, Sam? CPAC's not that. Yes, it is. CPAC is exactly that. Okay? CPAC um, really, in my opinion, is promoting the same thing as the leaders in Washington, the deep state, whatever you want to call them, the Republican leadership, whatever. And they're all betraying us. And the American people have finally woke up to that. And they're like, why would I attend this? First off, it's just a Donald Trump love fest. Secondly, it's it's a, a a waste of time because they're undermining us everywhere. You don't hear from real people, real issues, real discussions at all. Yeah, they talk a little bit about the border. But look, Mike Johnson went down to the border. Mike Johnson sat there and watched the Senate negotiate a deal, which they had no authority to do. Only then to call it dead on arrival once it got done without a plan of his own, okay, you can see right through all these people. And before, guys like me and you could see through it, doctor, but most people couldn't. They're just like, oh, come on, Sam, you're being too hard on them. Now, everyone in Washington knows that we think they're clowns. And so instead of, you know, trying to right the ship, what they're doing is they're basically just taking it underground. They may even try to expand this FISA bill, doctor. This is what I'm talking about. It is insanity, and so alienation, CPAC struggling with low intent, low attendance. It's obvious why, Doctor. I didn't go because it's too expensive, and it's a clown show.
2: Well, all the things you bring up are very germane to the issue. Uh, this this is so typical. This idea that everybody's against this idea of uh, the 507 FISA, um, loophole if you will that causes americans to fall into the trap of, of of having a dossier built on them by their own government uh... it's it's an absolute as you say a clown show It's worse than that it's diabolical it's un-american it's uh... destructive of our liberty but but here's what happens so often in these things virtually every case what they do is they know darn good and well they're not going to get something through if it has a standalone we've talked about this a lot these, uh, these bills that make them stand or fall on their own merits, okay? They know, during, let's just take uh, this, this big... Take 702. L- 702 or a big lump of money going to Israel and Ukraine and so on. They know it's not going to fly on its own. They're going to get it through sooner or later. Mark my word, it's, it's unconstitutional. It's completely wrong. It's not what the American people want. It's bankrupting, picking the pockets of Americans, everything. They're going to get it through. But what they do is they put these things, the 702, they do the same thing. They put them in a uh, a deal.
1: Oh, An omnibus spending we've bill. Gotta,
2: we got to pass this. I mean, don't you love the troops? Aren't you supporting the troops? we got to pass. Oh, or don't you want a border bill? You realize
1: uh, the government might shut down if we don't do this, right? I mean, you won't even be able to go people. to your national park anymore, right? You can't have a picnic Woo-hoo. at the park anymore. And this kind of stuff, well,
2: right? Well, they they do. They they cut these these poison pill deals, and and our senators and congressmen, clowns that they are, say, Oh I I know I I I I was so embarrassed about that thing, but we had to pass this or that or the other, and uh, so what they're trying to do is they package them, in some some kind of format that, they buy a, a coalition. They buy it. They they buy their votes by one thing or another. They might even say, oh, yeah, we're going to put a... They buy their votes or they blackmail
1: them into votes with all kinds of perversions that they've got on them. Either way, they don't care which, whatever it takes.
2: Well, I said when Johnson got in, I had very low hopes with the man because of of where he came from, his Israel at any cost mentality and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it was just a shape of things to come. And and the you know this bazillion dollar bill for Ukraine and Ukraine Ukraine and and Israel, by the way, I've been kind of tracking. Uh, I don't think Russia. And, and again, it's hard to come up with good numbers, but I've done a lot of different sources. But it, it, you can't be perfect in a world that you you believe anything that's written. So I'm going to have to temper what I'm going to say right now with that. But I'll bet you we have spent more on the war in Ukraine than Russia has, or very close to each other. Well, typically we thing. spend
1: way more than they do. We always do that. But go, ahead the, like, skip the the go ahead and skip the you
3: break
1: the, I, Go ahead and skip the break and I will I will say this though I, I find this interesting. We don't call a heart to any of this stuff. Now what I try to do just so you know is when a when a Mike Johnson comes to fruition, I know his background and I'm concerned about his background. go look at his voting record, okay? And you can see that he's not really who we think he is or who he ought to be. It's pretty evident, pretty we obvious. They claim he is. They claim he is something he is not. They that's spin right. It but we can the see the voting record and prove that people. he's not. Right. But what I try to do is I try to give somebody the benefit of the doubt and say, you know what, sometimes when somebody becomes a president of the United States or a leader of something, sometimes God works on them and sometimes a rude awakening happens and sometimes, you know, it changes occur. So I try to give people the benefit of the doubt Even if I'm familiar with their past, uh, oftentimes, unless it's just too egregious. But I will say this. I mean, he tries to be a Christian man. He's he's stood for a lot of things and been attacked for a lot of things. For example, the Southern Poverty Law Center is attacking Mike Johnson just like they're attacking me. So there's some good in the man. And I try to recognize that good in people. But I try to give people a chance. Because if I go too quick against them, then everybody's like, see, Sam, you know, I mean, there's no prayer. There's no hope under your plan. Everybody's an enemy. And so I try to give people an opportunity uh, to make a difference or to choose the right things or whatever else. And then, hey, the evidence is against them. So this 702 is the biggest thing about Mike Johnson and the border. Those two things are disaster, and I can point to them. I gave him the chance to shut down 702. He should be like Ron Paul speaking out to say, look, this is a clown, show, and it's got to stop. But, of course, he's meeting in secret to undermine us on this thing. Go against what he knows the American people want. Same thing with the border. He went down to the border. He knows it's a, a horrible deal. But he came back and just sat around and said, oh, ain't that awful. And he let the, the, the Senate take over the discussions and the debate. Well, I did not have authority to do that. And then once he wasted weeks on that, then he came back and said, I can't support that. That's horrible. That's a clown show. Well, he's right. Except for he didn't call him on the carpet weeks ago when he had the chance and he didn't put his own plan together. See that—that's—it's that evident to see that he's not doing the job that needs to be done because he's afraid, doctor. Well, we believe in repentance.
2: We believe that we have a savior for good cause. We believe that nobody is perfect. But what's really disheartening is the behind-the-scenes stuff that's—they—they they put the spin out for public consumption about this and that and the other, whether it's gun control or the economy or the the war bills or or the idea of the border, or whatever. You pick, you pick your poison. And and they put out this public consumption stuff. I mean, like we had, like, Rob Portman and Lindsey Graham and uh, Orrin Hatch and John McCain. I mean, these are the great conservative icons of their day in, in the Senate. And, and you know what? Every single one of them was undermining the sovereignty of the nation and the liberty of the people through their behind-the-scenes things. Orrin Hatch, during his last campaign in 2012, he claimed to be the principal author of the of the USA Patriot Act. Uh, first of all, I don't think he had the brain power to do it. But second of all, I think he supported conceptually all of the tyranny that was brought in by that. So they get this spin. I mean, I personally know the man that wrote Orrin Hatch's uh, you know, I don't know what you'd call him softball bios. I mean, he he used Orrin Hatch's personal journals and interviews and everything like that to write these things about him and get him elected year after year, well, campaign after campaign. And there was a spin on everything. It's something that was happening and is still happening. But if Mike Johnson is poisoning the country, with whether it's the border or whether it's the the money going overseas for military operations or whether it's this expansion of the FISA stuff, it's poison, Sam. There are fatal flaws. When DeSantis, for example, this great conservative icon, from Florida that did so many good things with the COVID con, he's now for a con con, a a constitutional convention, poison. It's a fatal flaw, and we've just got to start recognizing this. It's just tragic.
1: I couldn't agree more. The problem is with some of these fatal flaws, you know, what if somebody gets most of it right, but they're wrong on something? I look at, say, for example, a David Barton, who I think is a great guy and I like him. And he does some great talks, great speeches, great information from the Founding Fathers. But then he goes for a con-con. And you go, what? How is this happening? Uh, So how do you then, you know, educate people? If you completely go against the guy, then, hey, they kind of think, you know, you're a nut. You're this. You're that. And and how do you accept the good but reject the bad, right? Speak
2: with clarity. Call them out on the things that's wrong. I mean— that's what it's I do. Something Ron Paul used to talk about oftentimes, people that's come to him. I mean, I have been in front of these bills. I've tried to plow through so many of these bills and see what they really say and to, to digest them. I mean, they're complex legalese mumbo-jumbo, really, most of them. And, and people say to Ron, I mean, one of my, my daughters used to go to his office regularly. He'd invite her over when she was back there lobbying for some principles that we stood for. Anyway, she was a little girl, 19 years old, I think, at the time. But at any rate, um, so uh, well, how do you, Ron, how do you, how do you know which bills to vote against and which ones to vote for? And you know what his answer was? I read them until I discover whether they're constitutional or not. And when they're unconstitutional, I just vote against them. I don't usually have and, to read them. And if far. I don't get a
1: time to read them beforehand, I vote no because I haven't had a chance to determine that.
2: That's right, and that should be always, because you know what? There's always Agreed. a poison pill in there. But but that's the thing. He read them far enough to discover whether or not they were constitutional. If they're unconstitutional, it's a no. Sorry. And you don't, need, you no don't even need to
1: read the rest of it, doctor.
2: No, you don't. Let's
1: say it's a 100-page bill, and I read the first eight pages, and I'm like, hey, this thing's blatantly unconstitutional. I don't need to re- read the rest. I just need to simply stand against it. That's all. And I agree that we need to speak clear on this stuff. That's why I think David Barton's a great guy. I think he's got a fundamental flaw in his promotion of a con-con. Even Glenn Beck has finally come to his senses. And so uh, the question becomes, I mean, it's it's one thing to straight talk, and I agree with it. It's another thing, though, you know, hey, can we eventually change David Barton's view like we changed Glenn Beck's view? took a long time for Glenn to come to his senses on it, but he did, and good for him for doing it. Well, I hope and pray
2: there'll be some some sanity begin to be restored, just as a little positive note at this moment. Anyway, you know, here on January 24th, I spoke up at the Idaho State Legislature at the state capitol. Yeah, by the way, that's on Liberty
1: Roundtable dot com. If you guys want to go watch it, it's a great speech available at LibertyRoundtable.com dot com and available at freedomsrisingsun.com.
2: It's an hour and a half long, so you're going to have to, you know, carve some time out. But this, The Idaho Senate passed it now that we can talk about why the Idaho Senate is screwed up royally, completely and almost fatally, okay It could be corrected, but um, the Idaho Senate passed the concon, but it has not come up for vote at this point as we're speaking in the in the House, and I think what that means is they don't have the votes. I think they you know the sure do not
1: have the votes.
2: Right. So I think the House is uh, it's really a place of the people and the people have let their voice be known. I think they're lobbying very hard. I think they're spending a lot of money. They have all we sorts of We need to highlight all the there.
1: senators that voted for it and push to remove them from office, folks.
2: Oh, I agree. That they're absolutely they are unworthy of our trust. Anybody that says, Oh, I love the constitution, but we gotta change it. Oh yeah? Okay, so who's going to rewrite it? Well, me and a couple of my buddies. Really, you guys are the guys that got us in this trouble to begin with. The people that will be rewriting it are those that have disasterized this country. It'll be the natural leaders. We won't stand stand a chance
1: to have real constitutionalists at the helm to chart a real course. And even if we did, the real constitutionalists would not want to chart a new course. They'd just want to change things to return to... Um, the things that made America great. I don't need to change the Constitution. I just need to return to it. Who am I to think I can do better than the founders and better than God who authorized it uh, through righteous men and and women to to get... Okay, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. I just need to return to it. And and we don't need a con-con to do that at all. See, wise people understand that, Doctor.
2: Well, when George Washington wrote his farewell address, he says if the Constitution's wrong, change it. His word is wrong, emphasized, bold letters, and underlined. There's nothing wrong with it. It's the people that are not following it. They've abandoned it. They have walked away from it. And and it's so weird to me that we, the people, are so deceived. Oh, they keep getting reelected. Well, get them out of there. You have the vote. Oh, they keep spending more money than we got. Well, quit letting them do it. I mean, what's wrong with us? We, the people, have the duty to step up to this, and we just haven't been.
1: Well, and so as long as we interested. allow this criminal activity to take place uh, on the local level all the way up to the general level of our government, ladies and gentlemen, as long as we let evil prosper and secret combinations get above the people, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you're going to see more of this. Now the headline says this from WorldNet Daily. Skyrocketing. Number of churches are attacked, or number of attacks on churches skyrocket. Number of attacks on Christians and churches explodes world net daily. Um, anyway, it's, it's a serious problem, and we're going to see nothing but an increase of attacks on the Christians. The persecution is, has been going on around the world uh, against Christians. For the most part, it's just been rhetoric against us, but now it's bombings, and it's escalated like you wouldn't believe, doctor. And I, I hate to say this, but I'm telling you, as long as we allow this, this, these corruptions... Uh, These secret combinations, this turn against everything godly. We are going to see nothing but an increase of this like you have not seen. Write it down and remember who's telling you.
2: It's interesting to me that, uh, you know, you just wonder how far you are from feeding the Christians to the lions. But, you know, uh, I'm going to give everybody that's in the listening audience an assignment. Now, maybe you can't get a copy of this today, but you you need to very quickly get a copy of Frederick Bastiat's The Law written in 1850 to counter the socialistic movement and communists basically and truly in Europe during his day. Loved the American founding fathers and everything else. He had two beefs with us. One was we hadn't got rid of slavery and we couldn't solve this abominable tariff stuff that we were doing that caused or at least contributed to the Civil War. At any rate, uh, the law, Bastiat talks about uh, getting the gendarmes on your side. Okay, so those that pass the laws, the gendarmes being the police, he was French. Okay, so the police, if you make laws that protect criminal activity, you have put the law on your side. And now the officers, see, government is force legalized. And so if you think you can, that's why we got to constrain government to act within the specific and limited bounds that it was established for. And so if you say... Oh, government has power. Government can use force. And they take the force and they capture it so that the law is on the side of the criminals. That's when bad things happen. That's when pillaging and plundering happens. That's what socialism is. Yeah, but we're seeing this happen in spades.
1: It's been undercover for years and years and years and years. But now it's so, so ubiquitous, it's brazen in your face out in the open
2: and christianity is the tar- one of the targets i mean the, everything virtually is, is the primary target
1: christianity and the fa- god and family are the primary targets
2: but problem is sam honestly true christianity has become quite thin because most religions do not really preach true christianity if you go back to the true words of christ read them in their you know sincere straightforward unvarnished appearance the things that come oftentimes in the name of christianity are just plain false. And they're, what is happening is Sam Adams and, uh, not Sam Adams, John Adams and, uh, and Thomas Jefferson spoke about this, how the words of Christ have been perverted by what they called priest crafts where they say, well, let's spin it this way. It's, it's another agenda spin. And a lot of Christians have been co-opted into that to the point that they think that they're doing something Christian when actually it, it's offensive to the yeah and war is one of the greatest
1: peace. examples of that you know the Christians exactly. are uh, literally promoting war more almost more so than than the non Christians at this point you know it's insanity ladies and gentlemen they almost think it's a holy war and necessary and they're deceived people. Anyway, we've we got to stand for what's right. we got to be plain spoken and truth tellers, as Dr. Bradley wisely points out. com to learn more about what's going on over there, his incredible collegiate series to preserve the nation, his weekly webinars, and a whole lot more. That's freedomsrisingsun.com. You can check out the Idaho speech we mentioned there, as well as at libertyroundtable.com. net is our nationally syndicated radio network. All the donations are welcome. Every penny will be used to grow our presence in the media and tell the truth. That's what shall set us free. Dr. Bradley, thank you. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.